Thank you, Brother Toole, and praise the Lord, everybody. Tomorrow night, we'll be praying for the sick, those that have physical problems. The last three nights, we've been talking about faith and trying to reach the spiritual man. And tonight, before you're seated, let me go ahead and read my scripture. Here in Matthew, the 12th chapter, 43rd verse. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places. Now, it's not the man, but it's the spirit, the unclean spirit. He walketh through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. If you get a picture of him here, he can walk. And uh, he's, he's a restless fellow. Then he saith, he can talk, I'll return into my house from which I came out. When he has come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they entered in and dwelt there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be, shall it be also under this wicked generation. Not only can this demon walk and talk and, and uh, live in a house, a human house, he can organize. He knows how to organize and get others together to take over the fellow he wants to take over. So tonight we're going to talk about the subject on the road to hell. But first let us pray together. Our Father tonight, thank you for the living word, the spirit, the name, the blood, the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Pour out your spirit here tonight. Give us a Holy Ghost touch. For you know everything. Amen. There's nothing you don't know. Before you're seated, I want to... I, I don't like to talk about the devil. He's, he's a defeated foe. And there's only certain ways he can get in. We'll talk about that tonight. But if you're out on the road and somebody took your keys, you're stranded. You'd have to walk, wouldn't you? That's right. You... Well, I want to tell you, about 2,000 years, the devil lost his keys. Somebody took them away from him. He's been walking ever since. And the one that took them still got them. And the one that took them, his name is Jesus. The devil knows where they're at. They're in the pocket of Jesus. And he ain't about to go around and try to get them. So we, we're talking about a defeated foe tonight. And the only way his strategy is this. I remember once my uncle, he had woods full of wild hogs and go down every spring and fall and mark them. So I went with him. So that was an old sow I had about... 
eight or ten little pigs. And I said, how in the world are we going to catch them? He said, just watch. He said, let's hide. Get behind this tree and you just follow me. And whenever we get as close as we can, we'll run out and we'll holler and slap our pants. And said, so they'll lay down and we'll put them in this sack. And so out we went and began to holler and do that, jump up and down, and the poor little old pigs had just scared them to death. And they lay down. And the old mama had gone off somewhere, and some of them had a little nose under a leaf. We just picked them up and put them in the sack, and he marked them, and we turned them loose. Now, that's the devil's way of getting people. If he can ever get you to just lay down and give up, he's got you. But long as you've got that get up and get with it, you're all right. Hallelujah. Praise God. So if you're in his sack tonight, you laid down on a job. You can be seated. Don't ever fear the devil. Just stay full of the Holy Ghost. And you have everything in control. We had a fellow over in Minden, where I live, he practices witchcraft. One night, the Lord revealed to me that he had sent a demon over to bother me. You know what I did to that devil since I have more power over him than the witch has? You see, there's one thing the witch didn't know. That I had power to make him go back and do to him what he sent him over to do to me. I said, you see that door, get out. And you go back to that feller and you do to him what he told you to do to me. I command you to do it. That ended. He's never had sent another one. In fact, the word got out around, said, if you're going to fool this witchcraft, said, don't mess with T.W. Barnes. Well, it's not T.W. Barnes. It's Jesus in T.W. Barnes. Had a master hypnotic come over to the office one day. He had all of his degrees and everything. He's trying to preach a strange, crazy doctrine to me. And one of the evangelists, my evangelist, was there, and, and we got started talking. And he left me. My evangelist left me. And I kid him about it today. He said, "I'll tell you why I left. He's scrambling my brain." I said, yeah, you left me to hold the sack, didn't you? I said, you ought to stay around seeing what happened. Because he decided to bring me under. He looked at me and I looked at him. And he looked at me and I looked at him. I looked at him in Jesus' name. And he tried so hard till he passed out. He just fell out on the, on the bench. He come to after a while and he tried it again. And he fell out again. 
And the third time he quit, he said, that Holy Ghost power is real. Amen. I want you to know it's real. Young people, don't you ever doubt it. It's real. Praise God. Everybody say it's real. This Holy Ghost salvation is real. Oh, hallelujah. But now there's some strange things happening today. A couple of months ago, a feller came over to see me. He was just shaking like a leaf. He said, I had a visitation from an angel. He said, my wife left me. And I was going down to a denominational church where I used to belong to it in another city. And he said, I met a feller. So the feller was standing out there and he said, he... I said, how you do? And he said, how do you do? And he said, uh, said uh, do you know where the pastor is? He said, you don't need to see this pastor. He said, uh, your wife's left you. And said, uh, the reason, said, you've been as mean as the devil. And you run around and you've done a lot of things. But he said, I'll tell you what you need to do. He said, you need to go to Menden and see T.W. Barnes. He said, he got mad and he went on, walked off and said he went in the house. He didn't know where his wife was at and all of a sudden he heard knock on the door. And he said, open it. He said, there, the fellow's done. He said, dial a certain number. He said, your wife's there. He dialed a number. He said, sure enough. And looked around. He's gone. He disappeared. And he said, now I know. That I went back to that church and I asked that pastor, was anybody around there like that? Looked like that. He said, no. Said, we did have a fellow that looked a little like you're talking about, but said, he's way off in another state. So he came to me and I laid it down to him and I got him back together. And they both have been in the altar. And I'm praying they'll both get the Holy Ghost before this is all over. But you see, that isn't strange. Angels are walking the earth as well as demons. I want to balance this tonight. I don't want you to get your mind on everywhere you look, there's a devil. Well, they're around, all right, but like I told one person, they said, every time I go to bed, I can't see nothing but devils. I said, well, it all depends on what you're looking for. I said, when I go to bed, I see angels. Amen. I said, try looking for angels. God's angels. Stop looking for devils. And uh, the other the other morning, about, well, it's been about three weeks ago, about 5.30, I received a telephone call from San Francisco. And my, I could hear the office screaming. 5.30 in the morning. I, I said, what in the world? Who is this? Well, I, they told me that I didn't know didn't know who the person was talking. One of them in that room was a <clears throat> male prostitute. The other one was a transsexual. And she or he or whatever in the world you call them said, I was coming home from work. I don't know what kind of work. Said, I met an angel. Said, the angel said, you've been warned and warned and warned. 
and you have not heeded it. And now judgment coming. And they was down in the room screaming and hollering and carrying on. What must we do? What must we do, Brother Barnes? What must we do? The angel said judgment was coming. I said, well, you know what to do. I said, quit doing what you're doing and repent. Get right. I told somebody, I said, you know, a lot of folks just give up on those people. But I hadn't. I don't know about these that has operations, but I don't know what kind of fix they're in. God will have to take care of that. But these others, God can do anything but fail. Anything but fail. Don't ever forget that. God can do anything. And He can forgive anybody He wants to forgive. And I'm a firm believer the Holy Ghost will give you power to do anything you need to do. Anything the Word says do, you can do it. There's absolutely no sin too great for the Holy Ghost to overcome. Praise the Lord. All right, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and finding none. I read here that the Lord said, Broad is the way that lead to destruction. Many there be that walk therein. I read in Joel where in the last days multitudes, multitudes would be in the valley of decision. Never have we seen so much of that as we see today. People in the valley of decision. But you know why? They're waiting. They're waiting for the true light, for the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. There are multitudes that would be coming to our churches if they only knew they could get delivered. A great big infidel a few years ago walked into my office. The Lord had already talked to me, told me he's coming. I never talked to him, but once on the outside of the church, just a few moments. I told him about his separation. The Lord told me about it and what caused it and everything. And I said, you're headed for serious trouble. I see you driving into a terrible storm in a small automobile. You'll be driving a small automobile when it happens. He went on his way. And in a few days, he bought him a small car. He forgot all about it. And he was driving by the church, and he said, mm. he said, this is the kind of car that preacher said I'd be driving when I got in trouble. Ah, oh, he said, he don't know. And I don't, but Jesus did. He blackmailed the mayor and got caught, and they put him in jail. That facing a 15-year sentence. But the Lord was good to him, filled him with the Holy Ghost. He got baptized in Jesus' name. And the judge gave him a suspended sentence. But God knows where we're headed tonight. He knows everything about us. Don't ever forget that. You never fool God. You're just the well to level. There is no such thing as getting by with anything. God knows everything that we do. And He has no patience with people that won't repent. 
when they know they ought to repent. Even a king could not win over a jealous demon. You know, a jealous demon is a horrible spirit. Oh, how many homes it's broke up. How many organizations are split because of jealousy? Oh, God help. Why can't people be satisfied and content to remain where the Lord has placed them and work in the field He has for them? King Saul got his eyes upon David. He became jealous. And an old tormenting devil entered him. He got nervous. He couldn't sleep. He couldn't eat. They had to play special music for him. He finally got murder in his heart. He went down, down, down. Until finally you know the story. He died because he'd gone to a witch's house. He couldn't hear from God anymore. You got to watch these spirits. A jealous spirit. A few weeks ago in our city, a young fellow by the name of Paul Robertson, 21 years old, he got up one day and he said, this is my day to die. I knew the boy and had talked to him. But this suicide spirit got a firm grip on him. And he told his girlfriend that he's living with and one of the boys that told, related the story. He said he got up that morning he said, this is my day to die. He said, I'm going to die today. And sure enough, he went in the bathroom and took a pistol and shot himself through the heart. I preached his funeral. It was packed out with hippies. And if I ever leveled, if I ever tore up a crowd about devils and dope, I did that day. Nobody ever heard a sermon like that before in a funeral home there. But I said this young fellow was battling this terrible spirit and it overcame him because he wouldn't come to God. You better watch whenever a spirit is bothering you and you don't come to God. You have no control whatsoever. There's a moment when that suicide loses complete control. You say, well, I'll never do that. If you live in sin and walk hand in hand with the devil, he hates every human being on earth. He even hates the folks that follow him. You know, a lot of folks don't know that. They're following the devil, worshiping the devil. He hates every human being on the face of the earth. Because he's going where he's going because of some things he's done. And he don't love human beings. He loves only himself. And he walked through dry places, find, seeking for rest and finding none. Demon possession is this. The devil takes over the mind of a person like he did in Mark, the fifth chapter. That was an unclean spirit that drove this man into the tombs where he cut himself and tortured himself day and night. How many people are doing that today with dope? I have never in my life dealt with so many old filthy, unclean spirits. 
Oh, God, help us to stay clean and to not listen and read the filth that's being put out everywhere. The devil can enter you through a television program or he can enter you through a movie or a book that you read. We need to clean up. We're living in the last days. The devil's come down. He knows his time is short. Unclean spirits. Great big 275-pound feller walked into my office not long ago. He was one of them kind, you know. And he said, Preacher, I don't know what I'm doing over here. He said, but I want you to know this, that I hate myself, I hate my mother, I hate preachers, I hate everybody. I said, I'd hate myself too if I was living the kind of life you are. I said, when you walk down the street, I said, you're a walking liar. You're supposed to be a man and you're not. And he began to cry and he said, well, what in the world can I do? I said, you can get on your knees here and repent, and I'll cast that devil out of you, and you can go home well. Why, he could have tore me apart. Great big stout feller, but tears are streaming down his face. And I said, now look, feller, I prayed for you and cast that devil out. Now there's some things for you to do. You get right with God all the way. Pull off those crazy looking shoes you got on, them old high heels. Cut that long hair. Quit looking like a woman. Throw those old psychedelic clothes away and get up in front of the mirror and say, In Jesus' name, I'm a man. You go to bed saying, In Jesus' name, I'm a man. You get up in the morning saying, In Jesus' name, I'm a man. Hallelujah. I'm a man. I said, You look like it in stature. But I said, you've been walking that slimy, filthy, unclean life. But I said, Jesus, let's forgive you now. Go your way. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I can't stand to see boys supposed to be men with these little old sissy necklace on. My dad would have kicked me plumb out to the barn if I'd have come in with a pair of beads on. He said, boy, if you're going to be anything, be a man. Don't be afraid. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I can't stand to see a sissy man. He's a disgrace to us men. 
My God in heaven, God created men because He wanted men. And He created women because He wanted women. Let's be what we are. Well, I see every once in a while where Abby or Ann thinks a fellow that wears women clothes, there's something wrong with him. I don't think there's no more wrong with him than there is with women that wear men's clothes. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Amen, amen. If you're having trouble out there and you're not in the church, you don't do it if you're in the church. If you're having trouble with your wife wearing pants and you don't like it, you wear her dress to town. That'll fix her clock. Why, she'll be wanting a divorce. There ain't no difference in it. There ain't no difference in it. My God in heaven, keep your hair cut, boys. All right. Demon possession, unclean spirits. I hear it day and night, Brother Barnes. I'm about to do something terrible. I've heard it since I've been here. If I don't get a hold of God, there's no telling what I'm going to do. There are unclean spirits. And I, through a revelation, can pick those things out. I can't stand them. That's the one spirit when I lay hands on a person like that. It's the only way, only one that affects me. Like that, I get sick at my stomach. I get to get my hand off of them or I'll vomit. It's an unclean spirit. The Holy Ghost can't stand it. Unclean. Oh, God. I went down to an institution and I looked out there and my goodness, all them men, they wouldn't, they none of them had no clothes on. I said, what in the world is the matter? The fellows don't wear clothes. They don't wear them. They're crazy. Oh, I said, well, there's a lot on the outside that needs to be in here. <laughs> they hadn't got them all. I meet them all over town. When they go in saying they say they won't wear clothes, and the other end, I didn't go down there. They're the women neither. Men and women, neither one will wear clothes when they go crazy. Well, there's a lot of them just about there, aren't they? You know what that is? That's demon power. That's spirits of devils working in the human race. One day it'll take over. The road to hell is hard. The road to hell is a hard one. You, you meet demons also of obsession. This is a state of being vexed. 
evil thoughts, evil suggestions, easily influenced, no willpower, always wandering from place to place. The spirit of Cain is possessing this generation. He said, my punishment is greater than I can bear. He couldn't stay in one place. He had to keep moving, keep going. He was restless. He was tormented. Oh, when you see people that can't relax, they can't be still. This demon of obsession. Evil thoughts continually. Always. Can never get rid of them. Satan suggesting evil things to your mind. Watch out. If you let him borrow your mind, the devil is a thief. He might not let you have it back. A lot of folks has let him borrow their mind and they're still raving maniacs. I'm talking to you now. Don't let the devil borrow your mind. We're supposed to have a mind of Christ. Then you'll meet the black-winged demons of oppression. It'll make you unreasonably burdened, despondent, no hope, lead in your heart, feeling of darkness, sinking down, even doubt the existence of God. Last night, I talked about using your faith wrong. A young man came to me tonight, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind me mentioning this. He said, I've got a feeling I won't be around long. He had a feeling he might die. I said, look, son, you've got a promise of 70 years and 80 by reason of strength if the Lord tarries. I've known many a person to die before the time because they believed it. The devil dropped a thought and a fear. You see, the devil cannot get to us unless we open the door with fear and believe in him. If the devil comes to you and you get burdened and you get lonely and you get the feeling that he'll suggest you're not going to live long, you're not going to live long, he'll even tell you, go ahead and be a prophet. Prophesy your death. And that's the only way he can kill you. I know preachers that have died before their time because they named the time we're going to die. I'm going to die. No need for it. Oh, be careful how you let the devil use your mind. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. We Pentecostals have developed the most powerful mental faith that can be found in the world because we who have been filled with the Holy Ghost soared far above mental faith in the spiritual Holy Ghost faith. We have known what it is to walk in heavenly realms and to speak with other tongues and to hear the voice of God. Therefore, we have developed a powerful mental faith Then when we become cold and half-backslidden with this powerful, developed mental faith, we begin to believe for the worst 
and the worst will come. For as a man thinketh in his heart so is he. You think disease all time, you'll be sick all time. You think you're going to have a heart attack long enough, you will. When you think of your heart, see it as a strong, healthy organ that God has placed there. That God dwells in that heart. Look at the other side. The demon of oppression. And that thing's here tonight. There's some folks battling it. You fix it to get freed in a little while. I'm taking my time because I, I want you to hear what I'm saying tonight. Amen. I've dealt with demons for years and years and years of every kind you can think of. I'll never forget, I was at a big singing convention one night. And the, uh, the singer, we were sitting on the platform together. And he said, I know you don't know this fellow. He's from another state. But I hear the Lord reveals to you some things. He said, there's a homosexual in this great crowd tonight. And the Lord did this for his sake because he needed it later. He should have been wise because some things happened in his family. And I said, well, there's that right on the front seat there, right at the end of the pew. He said, that's right. And I told his daughter, I said, whatever you do, before you get married, young lady, you better bring him by and let me look at him. But she didn't. She didn't. Too bad. Too bad. I tell you nowadays, you don't know what you're going to get whenever you get married. You think you're marrying a man and you're not. Hallelujah. Somebody said amen. amen. On the road to hell, you'll meet lust and torture demons. They'll turn you into a rapist, a sex fiend, a murderer, a butcher. You can either turn to the Lord and get set free from these things. All these things can happen to you. Don't ever underestimate His power when you're out from under the blood. You're no match for Him. It's a hard road. It's an uncertain road. It's a costly road. I could go on and on talking about these demons, but I don't like to talk about them. I'd rather cast them out. Because Jesus is here tonight. He's right here with me. If I've ever had Jesus on this platform of me this week, he's right here tonight. We have angels here tonight from another world. They're the good kind. And they're waiting for us to tell them to drive them out. And they're going to go. 
Hallelujah, they're going to go. Everybody say in Jesus' name. They're going to go. I want to bring you to a scripture here tonight. And I want you to listen closely. This scripture says, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we confess, He is faithful. Everybody said, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all, all, all sin. Hallelujah. Before we minister tonight, I want everybody to stand. And we're going to confess our sins, our faults, our failures. We're going to ask Him to forgive us, and He's going to do it. And I'm going to say this prayer for myself as well as you. Everybody with me, from the deep of your heart, because He hears right now. Let us say it together, O oh Lord Jesus. Confess our sins unto you. We ask you to forgive us. Will you do it, Lord, tonight? You said you were faithful and just to forgive us from all sin. And now, Lord, we thank you because of your love, because of your forgiveness. We believe, according to your word, that ever sin, ever fault, ever failure that's in our lives is gone, forgiven. Blood it out. Washed away. Thank you, Lord. Can we love Him? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God.
Amen. Praise God. Everybody say it. Because we believe the word. I am now free from sin. I'm clean. Holy. Pure. No devil can touch me now. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes, praise God. All right, now, since you're free from sin, there's nothing between you and God. Nothing. You're ready for it. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Hallelujah. Honda Lobo, he Lobo Lobo Kalea. Right now, listen to me quick. Everybody say, Lord, I believe that you're going to send revival. In my church, in my church, I'll pray, I'll fast, I'll witness. We're going to have revival in our church.
Praise God. Praise God. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Together again, in Peter's name, we bind every devil that's been hindering our church. Every old spirit of division. Every old stingy devil. Every old lazy devil. We bind them and cast them out. In Jesus' name. They're going. soul revival in the church in Oregon. Everybody. Nothing's impossible with God. Where in the world would you put them next year? That's all right. We don't worry about where you put them. We just want the revival. trying to have revival. The evangelist was fixing to close it down that Sunday night. And I said, oh God, I don't know what in the world's wrong around here. And uh, Peter got the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost said, well, just call an emergency service tonight. Dismiss them. Send them out in the streets. Have them come back at midnight. What? That's right. I said, church, I'm dismissing you. Everybody hit the streets. Go to the Dairy Queens. Go to every backslider in town. Knock on the door. I said, come back at 12 with them. Tell them it's an emergency service. Brother, they hit the road. One backslider said, no, I ain't coming. About the time they, we wouldn't organize, you know. About the time they quit knocking, somebody else is knocking. Hey, we're having an emergency service. Get up, boy. Get up, get up. 
He said, well, just wait to go. They ain't going to let me sleep no way. They went to... They went down to the Dairy Queen where all the hippies hanging out. Brother, they rounded them up. They brought 40 of them. They had 40 hippies. Barefooted, long-haired. Brother, they're coming from everywhere. We had a bigger crowd at midnight. Praise God. They were packed. There was a couple rode up out on a motorcycle in front and stopped. Said, what in the world's going on here at this time of night? One of them said, we having revival. We got an emergency service. Y'all get out and come in. He said, no, not me. Then one of the members recognized the old boy was on the back. Said, look, said, you got a backslider on the back of your motorcycle. Said, why, a gentleman's going to fall on him. Said, you better get him off of that motorcycle. He said, get off. He got off. He headed for the altar. We had hippies from wall to wall in the altar. Revival. That's getting the Holy Ghost all over the place. Somebody said that bunch has gone crazy. It's time, bless God, we wake up the town. Take the roof off. Do something different. Well, when we've run ads in the paper and handed out circles and got on the radio and done everything we know to do, I'll tell you what, we need to go to the Lord. He knows how to have revival. He knows. He knows exactly how. Bless God. An old-fashioned prayer meeting. Everybody hearing from God. A lot of you folks have got loved ones that's going to go to hell if they're not getting in the church soon. you got to get them. You've got to get them. That's all there is to it. Well, revival's coming. Everybody say revival's coming. God loves a revival. And the church ought to. We do. Everybody say, preacher. We're ready to get with it.
Everybody say in Jesus' name. We will be faithful to our church. We will be loyal to our pastor. We'll pay our tithing. We'll be there when the door opens. In Jesus' name. We'll have revival. Coming. The first church that has a hundred soul revival, you want to know how to kill your opportunity? Criticize it. That's the end of your yorn. Your saints hurt it. Well, they may not be getting it just right anyhow. They must be railroading them through something or other. Well, I'm not having that. Listen, God, we're just fixing to get to you. What you ought to do is to shout hallelujah they having it over there. Let's send them a little offering. Now when we get to heaven, we're all going to be one. 
There won't be Menden Church over in this corner and Portland Church over here in this one. We're going to all be one. We just well get ready. We'll do it down here. We are commanded to love one another. And this is a secret. Great revival comes to the minister that loves God, that preaches faith, that leads his church through the valleys and over the mountains. He got a vision. He knows it's coming. Amen. Amen. Never get discouraged. It's coming. Amen. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Great revival is coming to Oregon. We believe it. We know it. It's promised. And we're going to pray until it happens. things happen. I was driving down the road one day and the Lord said stop and go right in that house there and tell them to come to church. Well, I didn't no more know who lived there. I'd never seen the folks in my life. I went right in there and knocked on the door and I said the Lord wanted me to invite you all to church. The two ladies said we'll be there and they both got the Holy Ghost. Don't ever back up from nothing. Do what he says do. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. About a year ago, a medical doctor came over to my office. and We got talking about, he said, well, he'd been off one of these meetings. He got the Holy Ghost. I said, but have you been baptized in Jesus' name? He said, well, no, I don't reckon. He said, tell me about it. In 30 minutes, I had him convinced. He said, I'm ready to get baptized. I said, we'll do it tonight. I buried him that night. They all look alike. Ain't no difference to nobody. Every human being, I don't care whether he's got money, don't have any money, got the degrees, don't have any degrees. They all alike. They can't wear but one suit comfortably, no way. One pair of shoes, all they can wear. That's right. That's right. They can just eat so much, and that's all they can eat. Just human beings, that's all we are. Amen. And everybody needs God. And God's, God's big enough when you're big enough to talk to Him, to talk to Him. 
had a strange thing happen not long ago. I got a call from a doctor. He said, I got to have a little counseling, preacher. He said, I need you. He said, come over here. I said, oh, well, I said, you want me to come over there? You want to come over here or what? He said, well, he said, just come on over. When I got there, that place is packed for people waiting on to get in there to see him. And they ushered me right on by them all. They looked at me like I was, what in the world? Wrong with him. There wasn't nothing wrong with me. God, it was wrong with the fella back there that they was wanting to see. Anyway, I counseled him and his wife. We had a good prayer meeting, stayed an hour, and then poor folks out there just sweating and waiting and hurting. I wish I'd asked them to let me have a healing service. But I did something I, I, I don't imagine any of you ever did. You know, when you go to see a doctor, you're the one leave the money. But I walked out of there with a hundred dollars. Oh, hallelujah! Everybody's alive. Maybe God. Anybody? Human enough to have a heart needs God. Hallelujah. I'm feeling all right. I don't know how you folks feel, but I... Oh, hallelujah. Everybody feeling all right out there? Everybody say, I'm clean. Forgiven. I don't have a past. How you like that? Some Pentecostals are dragging the past, the big box car. They're pushing the future. They're just staggering along, half dead. You know, nobody can live under the pressures of yesterday and tomorrow. We break down when we drag all the bad yesterdays over in today. And then all the bad tomorrows we can dream up, we drag them back in today. Why, no mule could stand that, much less a human being. And then you expect to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. The Lord said, today is the day of salvation. Rejoice and be glad. Everybody say, my mind's made up. I'm going to rejoice today. The past is gone. And the Lord holds tomorrow in His hand. I don't have a thing to worry about. He's my healer when I get sick. He forgives me for sin. I got it made. I'm His son. He's my father. He'll take care of me.
Oh, hallelujah. Glory. You are, if you got the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. One of you boys, come in. Go get me some water back down. Well, I never seen a crowd that's so near. Well, what was it? St. Helens, it back. It blew up. We're ready to go up. 